Only God. Only God. Oh, it's so good to see y'all. Y'all take a seat. Y'all have been standing enough today. Look, we came up here to celebrate, and so, Jeannie, do you want to do the honors? Hey, Soul City, happy, happy anniversary! That's what you get for sitting in the front row! Good to see you today. So much to celebrate. My name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City. And I am Jeannie Stevens, the other lead pastor here at Soul City. Jeannie, you brought out like some razzle-dazzle in that <laughs> top today. I love that. Listen, I you, mean, don't, you don't open a transformation center and turn seven every day. And so I, I felt it was worthy of sequence. Yeah. And, and oh. I love that... I can't remember another time I've worn sequins and that oh. I'm wearing it for the first time in church. How Gosh, about that? I love that. Game recognized game, Jeannie. You showed up today. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, listen, we are so, so, so grateful for this moment and all the moments that have actually led up to this moment. Uh, we're here to celebrate today. We're here to celebrate God, to celebrate an only God story we're here to celebrate God's goodness as is on display in this space and the lives of the people around you. We're here to celebrate God's faithfulness of how he's brought us to this moment, God's faithfulness for where he's leading us actually next. And we want to open our doors as wide as possible to anyone and everyone to experience the transforming love of Jesus. That's why we're here today. Yeah, and it is amazing to really think that we turn seven today and we step into this, isn't it? God's timing is so awesome. It's so much better than ours could ever be. And what an incredible, incredible moment for us as a church. And really, this whole entire message could just be a big, long thank you note to the countless hundreds and hundreds of people that sacrificed, that trusted God, that went all in and said, I am going to be for the love. But as any of us know, it takes a valiant effort of a few to get you to this point, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, we stand on the shoulders of leaders that go in front of us. And I want us, before we even dive in, there are so many electricians and plumbers mm -hmm. and steel workers mm -hmm. and men and women that came here and hung drywall and painted walls and put in toilets for us so that this could be our home. And it was all done under the incredible leadership of Tim Anderson, our general contractor at Focus Development, and I wanna thank them. I know Tim is here somewhere. Tim's way, way in the back in the balcony. But there were countless, countless, countless hours invested so that we could experience this, which is amazing. But we also know that it oftentimes takes just a few to get you over the finish line. And there are three men that went above and beyond on this project. Joey Vartanian, our owner's rep, Chris Wheat, our operations director, and Tim Swanson, our architect, who saw all of this and created all of this. And I want them to stand up so that you can see them. There's Joey V Tim's in right the here. back, as always. Joey's in the back, Tim's right here. And Chris yeah. is running lights and sound. I love it. That's and what I love about these three is that they're all in with Soul City. This is their home, this is their church, and they built it 
for all of us, which is a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, and I know this isn't in our notes, Jeannie, but because uh, you, you wouldn't have allowed me to do this, but uh, <laughs> all the teams, all the people you just honored and thanked, all of those teams were built by you. And you wisely and courageously have led our church to this point. And I know you say it, it's, you know, it's all about a team, it's all about a team, but every team needs a leader. And Jeannie, you've led our church with such vision and faith. These last three years as we've been planning this, but all along from day one when you sat at our kitchen counter and wrote that prayer out to God. So thank you for your amazing, courageous leadership. All right. I think that's the first kiss on this stage. Hope it's not the last. Huh? <laughs> it took me seven years to get to this point, so. And we do, we want, we want to share a, a truth from God's word, but I also, we also want to thank every single person here. And thank isn't even, there's not even a word big enough in the English language. We want to bless, we want to encourage every person who gave to this vision, who sacrificed, who asked God to lead them, who believed that God would provide for them, and then who committed to seeing this vision through to reality. You are a stakeholder mm -hmm. in this vision of God. You're a part of what God's doing. So for anyone and everyone that has given to For the Love over the last two years, thank you. Those words aren't even close to enough. And our hunches, you would say, no, 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 the gift has been mine mm. to see God grow my faith as I step out and give towards him to a vision. So we just want to personally say thank you. And I love that we've created a church where our, both of our kids are serving today. Gigi was in the choir. Elijah was running around with cameras and filming stuff. And I love that they get to grow up in this kind of church that y'all have built. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, all right, okay. That's good. Enough shout outs. We'll get kind of to the heart of it today. We've been uh, praying and planning for this moment for uh, quite a while, a long time, a moment that really captures all of our, our history and then looks out at all the possibility that we have with God. And we have said for the last couple of weeks, we want to fix our eyes on Jesus and who he is and what he's doing so that we don't miss a thing. We don't want to miss uh, anything that God is doing because we want all that God actually has for us. I don't know about you. I want whatever it is that God's got for me. I, I want it. Mm -hmm. And my hunch is you do too, wherever you're at with God, because here, here's how I kind of know that about you. Again, I don't know where you're at with God, but I don't think you would get up and show up here today if you didn't at some level have the courage to admit that you don't have it all figured out. <laughs> and if you do have it all figured out, this is not the right church for you. <laughs> Plenty of churches where that's welcome. We're a bunch of people who don't have it all figured out. And yet we keep pursuing, we keep showing up because we believe God has something yeah. for us. I believe that's at least a part of why you came here today or you're watching online right now. And so the, the question we really want to kind of frame our conversation around today is, how do you do that? How do you get all that God's got for you? How do you get all that he's got for you? Because the Bible tells us over and over, he's a generous God, he's a good God, he loves to pour out blessing and favor on his people. And so how do you receive that? How do you get all that God's got for you? And I don't mean some of it. I don't mean just a little bit of it. Like, I don't, you know, have you ever been to like a tapas restaurant? I, I, okay, great, fancy food. That's not my style. Like, I'm not talking about a tapas plate of God. I'm talking about like, like old country buffet, 
like where there's salad and dessert next to each other as it should be, like everything's available. Like I want that for what God's got for me. My hunch is that you do too. Whatever it is that he has for you, you want that. So the question we want to ask today is how do you get all that God's got for you specifically? And this seven-year anniversary really got us thinking about our own anniversary. You know, when, when you get to a milestone and you get to a marker, you pause and, and you remember all that has occurred. And uh, we've been married for 21 years now. And 21 years ago, you know, we, we wrote out vows and we stood in front of a church and we shared those vows with one another. But over the last 21 years, we are not the same people. No. And the words that we shared while they were beautiful and powerful and, and incredible promises to be made were not the same people. In fact, a few years ago now, I guess it's almost been about 10 years almost, now that yeah. we started doing this tradition, Jared and I started rewriting vows each year because we knew that we were not the same people and so therefore what we could commit to one another could not be the same commitments. And so we started rewriting our vows every anniversary and we place them now on the walls of our bedroom. And so every single year we get older, we, we have these vows that we, we make to one another as we continue to grow, as we continue to change, as we continue to transform. And as I think about Soul City and I think about this being our seven year anniversary, we're not the same church that we once were. No. Our values and our heartbeat is the same, but look at what God has done over the last seven years. And in fact, we thought that it actually would be quite fitting and quite a beautiful moment for us to actually say, who has God made us to be today and what might be the vows and commitments that he's calling us to as a church on this our seventh anniversary. Yeah, so we want to read a passage over this church as kind of just that, a sort of a vow commitment. Like this is what we promise to be about God so that we can get all that you've got for us. And so if you have a Bible with you, you can actually open to Ephesians chapter three. But if you don't happen to have a Bible with you, uh, under your seat, you can actually grab one of our brand new Soul City Bibles. Uh, these were uh, generously given to our church for this grand opening, and so you can grab that. Here's what's so important about these Bibles, other than the fact that they're on brand, uh, is that um, every single one of the Bibles in here has been uh, signed by a volunteer in our church and prayed over. Every single Bible signed and prayed over. You've been prayed for before you even open this book. And so we say this all the time. If you're curious about God or serious about exploring who he is and don't own a Bible, why don't you steal a Bible from church on our anniversary? Like you come to the party and steal something, that's baller, that's awesome. So if you don't own a Bible, go ahead and steal a Bible from church today. But you can actually turn to page 948 in our brand new Bibles. Turn to page 948. Uh, we're going to be looking at, for the next few moments, Ephesians chapter 3. Let me give you some context. The uh, Apostle Paul, this great leader of the church, wrote a little under half the New Testament, is actually painting a picture for the church in Ephesus of what it means to be a church of open doors. What does it mean to be a church for anyone and everyone? That it's not just this holy huddle, but it's for all of us, for all people. And so he paints this picture that I think gives us a great framework for kind of a vows or promises, commitments we want to make today on our seventh anniversary as a church. And so so we're going to look at this uh, starting in verse 14, Ephesians 3, verse 14. Paul starts with these words. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. So right off the bat, Paul starts with reverence 
to God. He acknowledges all of who God is and all that God has done, that God is and has all that we need. And then what he does is he goes into and he kind of paints a picture, this sort of promise prayer that we can pray over our lives and commit to ourselves so that we can have all that God has for us. Uh, Moving right on, verse 16, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with what? With Power. power, that you would actually be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. What Paul is saying here is that that is something God has got for you is power, that it actually, he has power for you. It comes from him in you for whatever it is that you may face in your life. Paul acknowledges the power of God and says, it's actually yours. God wants to give you that power. And so if these were vows that we were writing and we were kind of crafting our own vows, we would say this as a church, we promise to place ourselves and to plant ourselves in your love and to seen through all, oh wait, nope, I read way ahead, that was the wrong vow. See, if this happened in a wedding, we could all laugh. Yeah, no, it's this one, I know, I jumped down to that one. <laughs> so this is when the priest would make a funny joke, and then I'd come back and I'd say this, this would be the vow. We promise to depend on your power to do more and to be more than we could ever do or be on our own. We promise, we commit, to depend on your power to do more and be more than we could ever do or be on our own. God has power for you if you are available to him. Verse 17, moving right along. Paul says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He says, and I pray that you being what? You being rooted rooted and established. It's a great picture. Rooted and established in love. Not rooted and established in a bunch of knowledge, not rooted and established in a bunch of religious activity, but that you would be rooted and established. That would be your foundation, would be love. That our lives would actually be planted in him. And I think this is such a beautiful picture because I think so often what's so easy in our culture and our world today is to be less like roots and more like leaves. Mm. That just kind of, you know, kind of get blown from here to there and are around for a season and then gone. That's not what roots do. Roots aren't here for a season and gone. Roots dig in deep and they kind of find everything they need from that soil and they form their foundation there. And that's the picture that Paul's given us here, that we would root ourselves and establish our very identity in the reality of God's love. So if this were a vow that we were making at a wedding, we would say this. We'd say, we promise to place ourselves and plant ourselves in your love and to seeing through the life that begins and grows in you. We promise to place ourselves and plant ourselves in your love and to seeing through, to not sort of just being blown from season to season, but seeing through our life that begins and grows in you. Paul goes on in verse 18 to say this, that you being established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Again, Paul's letting us know that there is power available to us. And this isn't like power like you and I would know it. This is like immeasurable power. This is not like a little, you know, AAA battery power. This is immeasurable power. And the longer we stay rooted in him, the more we get how wide and long and high and deep is his love. We find that it actually has no end. There's always more than enough Mm. 
in him. So again, we might say that we promise to experience and explore how much more you have for us, God. Moving on to verse 19, Paul says this, Ephesians 3, 19. He says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Look at that language there. To know the love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God, that you would actually know what is unknowable, grasp what is ungraspable, so that you can be filled to the fullness of of God. So in other words, we might say if this were a ceremony on our, or we were rewriting our vows for our anniversary, we would say this, we promise to find our fulfillment in being fully filled with you, God. Yes. We're not going to find our fulfillment in a thousand other things and chasing this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. We promise to find our fulfillment in being fully filled with you, God. And then Paul goes to close out this beautiful picture here, this promise prayer that we can all pray over our lives. He says this, I love this. This would be like a, in a wedding, this would be the pronouncement. This is gonna be the thing at the end, right? This is what he says. He says, now to him who was able to do what? Who was able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen and amen. Isn't that a beautiful picture that Paul has given us on this important moment for our church and our lives? And I love the framework of this passage for us today as we launch into our future, as we open our eyes and we fix our eyes on Jesus and we contemplate all of where it is that he is going to take us. And when we wonder, when we wonder and we get inside of that question, how do I get all that God's got for me? We need to be reminded that God's power is immeasurable for those who are available. Hmm. God's power is immeasurable. It's immeasurable. There is no end to God's power. It's never running low, it's never running late, it's never hard to find. It's immeasurable and it is available to us and all we have to be is open. Hmm. That's it. All we have to be is open and available and surrendered to it. I love this. All of God's power at all times Hmm. to all people Hmm. is available. Mm -hmm. It's available. Every single moment, God's presence Every single moment, God's love. Every single moment, God's forgiveness. Every single moment, God's mercy. Every single moment, God's compassion is available to you and to me. God's power is immeasurable for those who are available. Hmm. And that, that is our hope, Soul City Church. Yesterday, uh, our kids had a birthday party uh, at a friend's house out in the suburbs, and um, I had a big, long to-do list uh, to get ready for this moment, and so I had a negotiation uh, with I my... Call it a negotiation. I would say you just doled out tasks, and... <laughs> but go on with your story. I negotiated a task for Jarrett to take the kids to the party so that I could 
finish up my to-do list so that I could continue to, you know, get ready for this moment, get ready for this grand opening, get ready for this seven-year anniversary. And so he uh, graciously agreed. Did what uh, I was, yeah, did what I was told. Go on. He yep. graciously agreed to take the kids to the birthday party, which gave me about three hours to get things done. And so I started feverishly going through my to-do list, and, and I love my to-do list because I, I, I draw little boxes, and I don't know about you, but that moment where you check them, oh, it's, it's so joyful, isn't it? <laughs> Those of you that check boxes, I, I just so much joy. And, and so I had my to-do list and my little boxes, and I was working my way through it, and I just felt this little nudge, and I don't know if you experienced this, but I felt this little nudge, and I felt this nudge was an invitation and it was this invitation, why don't you go for a walk, Jeannie? <laughs> and I was like, have you seen my to-do list, Lord? Like, have you seen the boxes? Most of these things are for you, God, right? Like, I'm not going on a walk right now. I've got to get some things done. And I kind of went about and started, you know, just finishing up what I needed to get done. And then I, I felt that little nudge again. I felt that little whisper, that, that invitation. Let's go for a walk. And, and this time, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little bit more convincing. The weather, Lord, the weather. It's really dreary. You know, it's kind of gray. It's not a good day to just walk the city. And, and, and you know, and I, I kind of had my excuses as to why to not go on the walk. And it was there again, just that little whisper. And so I've learned over the years that you get a nudge enough times, it's best to listen. So I put my coat on and put my shoes on, and I just started walking around this city, walking around this community, walking around the West Loop, walking around this building, walking around every one of our neighbors' condos, walking around all of the businesses around here. And I had some worship music in my headphones, and so I started getting a little old school Joshua, like prayer walk in my walking around the city, you know, and I just started walking and I started singing and I started praying and I started lifting my hands to businesses and lifting my hands to condos and lifting my hands to the people that are moving into this community. And I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people that thought I was a little cray cray walking <laughs> around the city, but as I began to walk, I began to sense God push in so deeply and so clearly to me with the simple question, are you really available, Jeannie? Hmm. Like, his power is immeasurably more, and it's always available. But the question for us, Soul City, is are we available? Hmm. Are we truly available to all that God has for us in this now moment and whatever he's going to do in the future. And none of us know what that is. All we have is this moment now. But I want to ask you, Soul City Church, are you available? Are you available? Because this is what I know. Soul City Church is an immeasurably more vision. And God's not done. The vision has only just begun. That's right. But the question for us is, are we fully available to God? Are you willing and available to be dependent? Are you willing and available to be surrendered? And in a moment like this, when there's confetti and there's streamers and there's cupcakes and there's great music, it's like, yes, I am. 
But when it's hard, yeah. when you find yourself in the center of a plot hmm. and it's your story, when life turns in a direction and it's not the direction that you had intended, are you still available? Hmm. Are you still open? Are you still surrendered? Because friends, what I am finding in my life is all of the love that God has for me has come forward in my surrendering to him. Yeah. Yeah. And what I want to ask you today is, are you available? Are you available to it? Because we are believing for immeasurably more to happen within these walls. We are believing for more transformation, for more healing, for more growth, for more prayer, for more worship, for more connection to one another, for more connection to you to know exactly who God created you to be and for you to live out of that purpose to the fullness of who God made you to be. More serving, more willingness to look at the patterns that are no longer serving your life and say, I'm going to leave those behind. And I'm going to move forward in an openness and an availability because it's going to take all of us becoming available, isn't it? Mm. And we're believing for immeasurably more beyond these walls. It's not about these walls. We've said that from the very beginning. More caring for the marginalized. Mm. More standing up for the injustices in the world. More love in this community and in this city and around this country and around this world. More love and acceptance for all people. For all people, especially the people that believe something differently than you believe. We have always said that we want to be a church that is known for what we are for instead of what we are against. And it's going to take all of us to become available. And as I walked and as I prayed and as I sang and as I looked like a crazy person throughout this neighborhood, I began to get that sense again like I got while I was sitting at that kitchen counter. Mm. And I got to get that feeling again that what's in front of us feels a bit impossible to me. And this time, the impossibility started to get a little exciting to me. Mm. Because what I've learned over the last seven years is that when it's impossible, that's when we need God's immeasurably more possibility. When it doesn't look like the mountain is gonna fall, that's when we need God's immeasurably more possibility. That's why Soul City Church is an only God story, friends. We don't ever wanna be about a vision that feels possible. (laughs) It's boring, isn't it? Yes. I don't want to give my one and only life to something that's boring. I want to give my one and only life to the impossible and to see God's immeasurably more do what we had never dreamed or imagined. And here's what I know. We cannot produce a movement of the Holy Spirit, but we can be available. That's right. None of us can produce the movement of the Spirit, but all we have to do is open our hands and open our heart, open our mind and open our lives and say, God, I'm available. I am available to you. And I began to picture us, Soul City, beyond this moment. I began to picture all of you out in the future I began to see who we were gonna become in my little cray-cray walk around the neighborhood. (laughs) And 
I began to see thousands upon thousands changed and transformed by the love of God. I pictured families, thousands and thousands of families feeling like they have a partner, mm. feeling like they have a church that's walking with them in the raising of their kids. I pictured kids growing up and having visions of an only God vision themselves. And when we asked them, well, where did you start dreaming about that? They said, well, this little church in the West Loop. I learned that God wanted me to live out an only God story in my life. I started picturing groups, so many groups. Sean, get ready. <laughs> get off the deck, man, come inside. <laughs> Counseling groups, recovery groups, leadership groups, conscious groups, couples groups, care groups, healing groups, where people wake up, wake up to the love of God and to who they are and who God made them to be. I started picturing and dreaming about Soul City Transformation Centers popping up all over Chicagoland. Mm -hmm. Tim, you're going to have to start drawing some more. <laughs> I started picturing Soul City beyond this city. Mm. I started seeing us throughout this country, throughout this world. In fact, I think there's some of you that God is probably gonna call you to start a church. Mm -hmm. He's gonna burden your heart. He's gonna turn something inside of you and you're gonna say the direction I was moving in, God has a new movement for me. I started picturing a retreat center outside of the city mm -hmm. in God's creation and God's nature so that we could escape the concrete and we could go and we could be in creation and be with one another and be with ourselves. Man, what I started seeing is I started walking and God just began to say, I have done immeasurably more, Jeannie, and all you need to do is be available. Mm. All you need to do is be available. When we think about all that God has done and all that God has for us, the immeasurably more possibility that God has in store for us, I love what you said, Jeannie, that I don't want to give my life to a boring, predictable vision. I want to be out on the edge with God and an audacious faith that leads me well past myself and what is comfortable to me. And as we think about and even stand in the midst of some of that, Sit, you're all sitting in the midst of a bunch of people with audacious faith who said, I believe God wants to open the doors for more and more. That there's immeasurably more of God's love and care and healing to pour out into people's lives. And, you know, I want to be really honest with you. We love, I love this space. I, I'm proud of this space. I love inviting friends to this space and say, I think you're going to think it's cool. I don't think it looks like anything like you've seen before because it looks just like us. I'm so proud of the space. But as we keep thinking about all that God has done and all that God has in store for us, this is just a space. Yeah. It's just a place. It's a building. It's yeah. special. It's meaningful. But it's just a building. The thing we keep coming back to are the people yes. that make this church what it is, not yes. the building. It's the people who have made themselves available to God and said, all right, here I am, God, whatever you might want to do with me, I'm yours. I'm available to you. People who have rooted themselves 
in the reality of God's love, rooted themselves in the mission of this church and said, I'm here to do whatever God would ask me to do so that I can experience more of his love and express it more and more to others. I think of people like Kiara uh, Goodwin, who's a part of our church, and she is an amazing creative writer, a great and gifted writer, and has blessed our church with several different things that she's written. But what I love about Kiara is that she has faithfully served all over our church. She's doing a tour basically of all ministries. She's served obviously in creative spaces with us and doing all kinds of stuff with that. She served in guest services. She served on our next team, served as a small group leader, served in Soul City Kids. Kiara is the Scotty Pippen of Soul City Church. <laughs> she is just a utility player who says, I'm available, God, whatever you'd want to do with me. And so Kiara, wherever you are, if you're even at this gathering, thank you for being available to God. I think about Keith Allen, and many of you know Keith Allen. He came here a couple years ago because he was interested in ministry. He was curious about what God was stirring in his own heart and, and what God might be calling him to. And Keith jumped in all the way to the deep end. He got uh, into small groups. Then he started leading small groups. He was serving around here. His wife serves in Soul City Kids. And then this last year, his father was tragically murdered. And Keith needed his church. Yeah. It wasn't just about serving his church. He found himself in the depths of grief. Mm. He found himself in the depths of anger that he didn't know how to process through. And he needed a body. He needed a church home. He needed a community of people to walk with him so that he could experience both grief and growth, healing and hope together. And we just want to say thank you, Keith. Thank you for being real, for being authentic, and for being available to God. I think of people like uh, Juan and Amanda Martinez uh, who served around this church as well. They are an incredible servant-hearted couple who have walked through it with God and in this community. Amanda has served uh, on our cafe team, and so maybe you've bumped into her down there. Juan serves on our culinary team, and you know if Juan is serving on Sunday, it's going to be a good Sunday. And we got here pretty early. He gets here way before any of you. He, he was, was here, here this today. morning, and I'm so grateful to God, not only for Juan, but for what Juan makes for us on a regular basis incredible meals to serve all of our volunteers. This is what it means to be available to God. During Lent, Juan said, uh, I want to just show up and be available. So for the next six weeks, I'm going to show up for the early shift at Soul City on the culinary team, six weeks straight. I'll be the first one in the door making meals so that when people get here to serve as well, they're taken care of. Did it for six weeks. Long before any of you were awake, he was here serving. When he saw the flooding and devastation that occurred in Houston, Without, he didn't wait for us to say, all right, here's the plan we put together. He just packed up and went down and made himself available because that's what God put on his heart. Thank you, Juan and Amanda, for making this church what it is and for being available to God. I think about Johnny Santiago and Johnny, his body isn't big enough for the size of his heart. Mm. Um, this guy is all heart. He's all heart. And Johnny lives an immeasurably more life as he invests in middle school and high school students. In a season of life where a lot of us went a different path, right? Johnny comes alongside of middle school and high school students and loves on them, cares for them, does life with them, and has so faithfully served 
Soul City students. And we are so grateful that he's been available to God. I think of Brian uh, Sipanik, who is a part of uh, our church, actually showed up here not knowing a ton of people, um, but wanted to connect with God, wanted to grow in his relationship with God in a real and transformational way, and got into me and Mark's small group, a, gr a group that we've been leading for six years now, and has taken his growth seriously as part of his growth. Uh, we challenged our group to get involved here, so he started serving on our flip team. Do you know that after you leave, all the like stuff you leave behind, people show up and clean all that up to get ready for the next gathering? And he's on that team every week, comes in here and makes this room look amazing like you were never even here. And uh, he has found community, he has found purpose, and he is growing in his relationship with God. Got married this last summer, was a part of our soulmates ministry. And you look at him, you say, this is a man that has a purpose greater than himself. And he has such a humble heart and such an available heart. And so Brian, I'm not sure where you are, but we want to thank you for being available to God. I think about Alex Morales. And what I love about Alex is that Alex and I actually went to college together and we had lost touch for many years. And Alex and Alicia showed up here at Soul City Church at our groundbreaking ceremony. And we randomly, we randomly ran into each other out on the land and I said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I've been hearing about this church and I've wanted to come. And he said, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said, well, I've been a little involved around here um, over the last few years. And we started sharing our story with one another and what God had done in our lives since we had been in college together. And that next week, he said, Jeannie, I want to be involved. And what God's given me is a, a gift to create things and to build things. And I want to build whatever is needed for this church. And as you walk around today, you are going to see the craftsmanship of Alex Morales, but what I love is he didn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. He brought in his dad's group. Over the weekends, many people have come into his shop and they have built things together. In fact, we have a few pictures, I believe, of some of the work that Alex has made. He built these beams in the prayer hall. He built this incredible resource center for us. Uh, he built this incredible new space for kids to walk in and to check in at Soul City Kids. He built the cafe downstairs. He built a beautiful art piece outside of the prayer hall. His fingerprints are all over this church. And we just want to say thank you, Alex, for being available to God. And, you know, we've developed a bit of a tradition around here over the last few years where we pause and we celebrate what God's done in all of our lives. And for this moment, you're going to need your cell phone. So I want to ask you to take it out. Don't make a call or text anybody. Um, but if you would grab your cell phone, all you're going to need is the little button that lights up your home screen. And I want to ask you... If it was in this last year, this, this last season, that you started coming to Soul City Church, would you just hold up your phone so that we could see your light? Oh, wow, look around. Isn't that beautiful? So if you started coming this last year, wow. That's amazing. If over the, the time that you've been here at Soul City Church, you have experienced the blessing of community and friendship You've experienced the joy of walking with others through life. Would you just light up your phone so that we can see how God has been at work in your life? How beautiful. If you began, or perhaps even began again, started anew, 
relationship with Jesus. You maybe grew up in church, you grew up um, knowing about God, but in this last year, you really said, I actually want to develop a relationship with Jesus. Would you let us see your light? Wow, look around. Mm -hmm. And if you have had an only God immeasurably more moment through Soul City Church, Maybe it was through baptism, maybe it was through prayer, maybe it was through worship, maybe it was just through a conversation with another person. Would you let us see your light? This is what it looks like when we say we're available to God's immeasurably more power. Mm. In Soul City, we love the story God is writing. We love the people God is bringing to this church. We love that we get to be your pastors. We can't believe that we get to be your pastors, that we get to do it together. Uh, We can't believe that we get to raise our kids in a church like this. So, uh, this is so much, immeasurably more than we could have ever imagined. And so thank you for every single one of you who's been available. You have taught us how to be pastors. You've taught us how to be more selfless. You've taught us how to be kind. You've taught us how to be bold. You've taught us how to be faithful. You've taught us how to be expectant. You've taught us how to be welcoming to all people. You've taught us what it means to live a generous life. You've taught us what it means to be passionate in prayer and in praise and in worship. You've taught us what it means to be rooted and established in God. You've taught us how to be available to God, however, whenever, and wherever he may lead. And you've taught us how to have joy Mm. in the midst of it all, to celebrate the transformation that God is doing in our church and in our lives. Soul City Church, you have changed us. And you're changing this city. And you're changing the world. And there's not another church in the world that we would rather be a part of than this church right here. And if you think for a second that we've already got all that God's got for us, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) You ain't seen nothing yet because there is so much more in store, immeasurably more for those of us who make ourselves available to God. So what we want to do right now is make ourselves available to how God's prompting and to respond by giving back to God out of his abundant goodness. This is a part of our worship around here. We respond by giving back to God. We recognize that all that we have comes from God and so we give back to him in joy. We give back in faith. We give back in generosity. We give back in sacrifice. We give back to a God who's held nothing back from us and who actually has immeasurably more for us when we make ourselves available to him. We want to respond and say yes to God right now. And so there's three ways that we give around here. In a moment, we're going to pass the buckets. You can give that way. Some people like to give that way. You can text in to give. We live in a beautiful world where you can actually text in to start giving. Or you can give online. You can actually set it up by the time I finish the message. You can have it already set up. That's actually how we give is online. It helps us be faithful and consistent. It's actually helped us grow our giving uh, to God over the course of the last 10 years. And so you can actually set that up to do that. And then maybe you actually want to give to this vision, to For the Love. On your seat when you walked in, there was a, a packet 
uh, it says only God on it. And that's for you later on today to look at some of the stats and stories of what God has done over this last year. But inside that packet, there is an envelope for For the Love. And if you want to give to this uh, mission, this transformation center, if you want to help us completing our part as a church, that's the best way to do it. You can just fill it out right now and in a moment when our volunteers and our amazing volunteers come to receive our offering, uh, you can drop that in the bucket or you can take it out to our For the Love Center out in the lobby. We would love for you to be a part of what God's doing here, to not miss all that God's got for you here. So I would love to pray for us as we prepare to give to God out of joy and generosity. Would you join me in praying right now? God, we thank you for the reality of your love that we can actually root ourselves and plant ourselves in it. And so God, since you've held nothing back from us, we don't want to hold anything back from you. So help us now, God, to trust you to make our vows, our commitments, our promises to a God who always keeps his promises to us. Help us to live out the life you've created us to live and to be the church you're calling us to be. God, thank you that we have so much to celebrate, that we actually can have joy in the midst of whatever our circumstances or surroundings may be. Deep joy that comes from you because of the hope made available to us through your son, Jesus. So God, we give to you, we sing to you, we love you for all of who you are. Help us be all you who created us to be. In your name we pray, amen.